0: And that's how I know I don't have COVID. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more while sucking less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I felt so nostalgic. Mm. I woke up with a sore throat, and I was like, mm, "Last time I had a sore throat, uh, that thing happened." Yeah. So I uh, I actually had to go and get a COVID test, and I was negative. Apparently seasonal seasonal allergies down yeah. here have been a bit out of control. Oh, mine mine. And, have. I've um, been
1: I've been on Claritin daily since like May. Something like that.
0: I can't say like I I get too uh too foggy. Huh. Interesting. That's just well, yeah. maybe I'm foggy. And it may just be it. the cocktail that I've already got going ah, through me, you know? Could be. Could, could be. be that. Well, how's it going? You you, you kind of came in on two wheels uh, to this uh, to this recording <laughs> session. getting around the corner.
1: Yes, start, came in late to our, our normally scheduled uh, recording session because I was out at an open mic. So friend of mine, Steve Newhouse, who I've known him for 20 years, and he was briefly in a band with me called the Disaster Recovery Band, which does not currently exist. Um, he and I were both players in it, and Jim Herman was the founder of it, and a bunch of other people played in it, and we had a good time. And then we moved on from, from that in various ways, but Steve was nostalgic, I guess, and reached out and said, how are we all doing? And Hey, isn't it neat that almost all of us are still doing music and let's get together and hang out and have a drink. And and it got proposed to do it at this open mic about three miles from my house. Um, that I've been to before and done, done, I you know, played it a couple of times. So we did. And I signed up and Jim, the band leader of that band signed up. I got up and I did a lovely day, which is a very frequent opener for me. And then take me to church which is new to my acoustic set, but kills. And then Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel, also fairly new to my acoustic set, but kills. And then Jim like said, stay, stay there. I was wrapping up ready for him to come up. And he just kind of gave me a stay put gesture. And Jeff, the keyboard player who was there too, and him came up and we, the three of us played an original that we used to do together and best of my love by the Eagles, which we used to do together. And then a mashup that we used to do that included, it was the a minor G F mashups it was all on the watchtower rihanna and don't fear the reaper carry on my wayward son a bunch of things all mashed up the way we used to do it and we made our way through it the way we did you know five years ago and all the old energy was there and it was just a super good time so that's awesome yeah so all that was happening i was texting adam like oh my god like 10 like five, ten minutes i'm about to leave sorry Uh, you know so i did shut up late for my appointment with adam but uh we were (laughs) we're having fun at a uh
0: Pretty well attended, actually,
1: uh, open mic. Sorry. So yeah, it was fun. Very cool. Michael time. Uh,
0: I I haven't really done anything other than we're just doing, it's just prep. I feel like that's all I've got going on. So like over the course, since we last spoke, a bunch of inquiries have come in, including like a legitimate paid corporate gig nice. for Warped. Yeah. Like the deal almost feels too good to be true for what they're asking for. But it's been, you know, it's been about a year or so since we've really taken that material with any seriousness. And so standing it back up is going to be a bit of a challenge. And we've got some live band karaoke leads. And I mean, it's it's weird, because as quiet as the summer has been, like, I feel like we're already pushing out March, June, August of next year, uh, with these prospective dates. So I mean, that's all I've been doing is just fielding those and, and trying to figure out what the next right thing to do is. And that feels like practice. And so after we get through the first week of school, and kind of get settled in our routine i think we're going to start standing up regular weekly practices until we can feel confident about these upcoming events yeah
1: it's good i'll I'll also share that we had our first gig as a full band in a couple of months last uh well saturday night last night Mm -hmm. and um band played great really felt good about the band the room was the end of the night we had four people in the room they were super enthusiastic like they were all up in our our interaction, like dancing with us and very interactive in a way that was great and fun. And there were four of them. So um, the place we were playing, they offered me seven to 10. Last time we played seven to 10 there, it was empty by eight. And so I said, how about we try six to nine? And Mm -hmm. it wasn't much better. I I think that that place, and I've, I've played it a lot in the, in the before times we've had big nights there, huge nights there on Fridays and Saturdays, like, big and i'm just not seeing that since the reopening so it's not a big surprise i have an acoustic date there on a sunday afternoon i think it's a daytime place now i just think it's a daytime place i think people don't go to the nights anymore i think it's a little bit of an older crowd the owner of it i don't know if i've talked about this on the pod but he's a developer in town and owns mm-hmm. a couple places a burger place and a restaurant and this brew pub and a couple other things that he owns directly and then he owns a whole lot of properties that have other other businesses in them and during the pandemic he put some stuff on the digital signage in town that he owns Yeah, that was politically brings a bell divisive. Yeah. And so I think that, I think that a lot of people are electing not to participate with him. I get it. I, and I, if I wasn't, if there wasn't a payday in it for me, I might feel the same way, but I think it results in the place not being very, very hip anymore.
0: Capitalism is tricky that way, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> but on Friday on the on the plus on on Friday, I have a, an acoustic live acoustic karaoke gig with a private pool club that I Taylor and I mm-hmm. crushed a few weeks ago. And they're super excited to have us back. And it's gonna be they, they take great care of us, so it's gonna be fun.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So over the past couple of episodes, we've been alluding to plans and information and stuff, and I figured uh it was a good time to do a state of the pod, just briefly, just kind of talk about some stuff has moved mm-hmm. in our world, and I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of it. And it's all good stuff. So we want to share in the good information. So first of all, we talked about last week the survey that we yep. have made available, and the response has been amazing. Yeah, conservatively, you want to kind of think, okay, you know, this percentage of our listenership will participate in this. We've gotten way more responses than we were we were expecting, uh, especially within two or three days. They. It, they kind of started coming in. And
1: some very interesting and actionable input. Like there, there are some things that it's really clear, like people want to hear more of and some things it's clear people want to hear less of. It's really, yep. really been useful feedback. So those of you who've done it, much appreciated.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you haven't done it, this is just a please, friendly, gentle please, please. reminder to consider doing that. Yep. Uh, the link for that will be in the show notes or wherever it is that you are consuming this. Yep.
1: Also look in our Facebook page and <laughs> group because we'll, I'll repost them all again this week once the this episode's up. Yeah, please come do that. Here's, here's the thing. We we have been doing the show we think is best for you. And a lot of you are telling us actually in the survey that we've not been way off. But um, boy, we'd just really love to dial it in and just really nail exactly what would be valuable for you and make the big difference in your band and acoustic life and all the stuff that you're up to. So please, 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 please come tell us
0: all the thoughts. 100%. So the other thing that has happened, uh, Patreon just dropped this on us randomly last week, uh, they have now opened up the option to pay annually for a membership. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's a really cool way to show your support of the show. And it's also kind of surprising when you look at what a year's worth of this membership gets you for the all in price is surprisingly reasonable (laughs) in a way for us to sweeten the deal is that if you pay annually, you get 10% off of that annual membership. So it may give you, I mean, it's almost like a, a month free. Yeah. So if you were considering joining at a particular level, but like maybe that next level is just almost within reach, consider that. Ultimately, my hope is that the year membership would give people the ability to like gift it, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool. Yeah, so consider if, um, you know, having
1: <sighs> your whole band in on the conversation that's having in the Patreon. Wow.
0: Side, like, amazing. And so that's ultimately what I would love to see is some gifting of this resource to the musicians in your life. Uh, I think that'd be an amazing and thoughtful thing to do. Indeed, not necessarily here to tutor on horns or you know hawk our wares, but it's just a cool feature. And we got our first annual sign up literally the day we uh, we enabled it without any sort of advertising or sharing or whatever. And then we dropped it in the Patreon Slack, and uh, a handful of our existing patrons uh, converted to the annual membership. Oh, so love it. It's a cool option. Yeah. Uh, go check that out. Yep. Also, and you know, we can only speak in veiled caged terms, but we're staring down the barrel of episode 300. It's coming up in uh, the next couple of months Yep. and uh, we're scheming and dreaming. Let's just say I
1: sent an email I never <laughs> thought I would send, inviting someone I never thought I would invite to be a guest on this. Uh, we will let you know how it goes one way or the other once there's resolution. I don't want to, yeah. you know, there could be some accidental, you know, brigading that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I want to be careful with the, with how much news we, we drop about this, but if it pans out, I will squeal like a little girl. Oh yeah. And then try to manage to pull myself together enough to have a sensible adult interview with this person.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like my experience with the Jennifer Batten interview. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: No, it's, it's, it's honestly, I love Jennifer Batten. That was a massive get as an interview and and she was amazing. This is mm-hmm. like three levels above that.
0: Oh yeah. 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 This is, uh, it's a big a, ask.
1: I've made a big ask. It,
0: it's a direct. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks and the prospect of it happening is exciting yeah. and I don't want to oversell it, right. but big, if true,
1: big, if true. And if not, <laughs> we'll figure something else out. 300 is a big number, so we'll do something great and we'll and let and you know how it goes either
0: way. For sure. So yeah, that's the, uh, the state of the show. Uh, if you have any additional feedback or want to share your thoughts on things, uh, Confidential at gmail.com. hundred yep. percent. Give us a ring. Actually, we do. Actually, I don't know if our number may have conked out. Yeah, we haven't it have re- in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't even know if it's. I think I might have lost it because we haven't we yeah. haven't utilized it as a recent. So right. give us an email ring if such a thing <laughs> exists.
1: <laughs> those okay, used, those used to exist. That used to be a thing.
0: Uh, yeah, I've been talking a lot about old things. So on TikTok, I've <laughs> kind of stumbled into this this particular content lane of millennial grandpa. They have this like old yeah. person filter. Yes. And then I just talk about pop punk and uh, emo stuff, <laughs> and people seem to like I've it. Been enjoying them. So now I'm actually in the process of like scripting out the um, the cultural impact of the T-Mobile Sidekick, <laughs> because I just I can't think of another like piece of technology on this side of the century that was like as culturally such a big deal. Because it was literally it was the first time your online persona could be detached from a computer you know, which kind of made it a big deal. The first time time I saw people chatting
1: on Blackberry, Blackberry had a chat service built into it. And, and like, there was a time that a a coworker told me about another coworker was out at a bar and invited him to come join him on Blackberry chat. And I was like, wow, that's, that is the freaking future. That's," That's crazy. And now, you know, here, here we are, but yeah, that would be another device that, that was also, um, but yeah, you know, it was a little, maybe an older demographic at the time, but.
0: I don't know. I mean, Paris Hilton had one. It was very much a status symbol of that era. I, I remember seeing, I feel like it was the Rolling Stone pictorial for Panic of the Disco, like right when they came out and their guitar player definitely had his his sidekick in a white leather holster Sweet. on the belt of his pants. Sweet. That's such a, uh, wow. that's such an old timey yeah. sentence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it was so when wearing your,
0: yes, wearing your devices externally. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you about Funny the day stuff. that my
1: wife and I went to the AT&T store and I walked out with an iPhone 3GS. It was the first one that had, you know, 3G. And then she got a BlackBerry at the same time. And we were both very delighted with our choices. And now she's on an
0: iPhone. Yeah, so, well, I was there. I was there when the iPhone dropped. Right. Actually, that's not true. I was on tour the day the iPhone dropped. I didn't have to work the the <laughs> premiere because I had requested it off like months in advance because yeah. we were going to be on the road. Nice, But I, I do remember that first time like holding like this is. This is going to be important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is that, historical. As I hold this for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's go to reviews. It's review time. I'm really liking the fact that this is now like an official I like know. lane of the show. I know, but it, yes, but it's, it's for listeners. It's dependent on you. We could hit the bottom of the well at any moment. Any day. Yeah. So any please day. keep them coming. So this one is Apple Podcast Five Star e 1MG. It says, people with bands, listen to this podcast. Real people and real bands with real issues. So tips on how to move through the issues that are fairly common in all entertainment situations. These fellas do a great job. Keep up the good work, guys. Big thanks to e 1MG. Thank you. For the love. If you want to hear your name or your band or your mom's favorite color on this show, put it in a review. We'll read it. Do it. Do it. All right. So this week, we wanted to talk about something that, well, Dan kind of had... A situation pop up, and it opened up the the lines of communication yeah. for all of us to consider. And I think it's it's a worthy uh, conversation to have, so yeah. uh, take it away. Yeah, so after my gig
1: on Friday, I'm sorry, Saturday night, I had a conversation with my bassist, Zoe, who is, um, I've talked about her on the pod a bunch of times. She's a recent graduate of the local music school, the local UNC affiliate, uh, their jazz program in bass performance. So she is formally trained real deal <laughs> bassist, both electric and upright acoustic. And um, she good, she good. And she's really got the chops about filling in the space in a three piece band. She's really, I can drop to a solo and it doesn't get hollow because she starts filling in space around me in a way that doesn't step on what I'm doing. Just puts a backdrop behind me. That's full. It's amazing. I've never played with a bassist like this. She said to me after this show, like, you know, I'm really loving, like, I'm, I feel like I'm playing a little riskier, a little opener. And I was like, yeah, you completely are. We'll be playing along something and I'll I'll hear her pop up to double my vocal line, just at random, out of the blue. We didn't plan that. We didn't do anything, but she's just trying it. And it's it's so good. It's so good. A lot of bassists I played with, I would say, chill out. You're overplaying. Calm down. But, but the way she does it so serves the song. Like, I just want every note she plays. It's Amazing. That's my Zoe love for this episode. Anyway, we were talking after the show about, like she just moved an hour and a half away and it's not easy for her to get to rehearsal and whatnot. And so we need, to, you know, we kind of need to be more responsible for that in my scheduling of rehearsals. We had two rehearsals coming into this show and that cuts into her profit margin on doing this work, right? So, you know, point well taken. We didn't need two rehearsals. We had this whole show in our muscle memory. There were a couple tunes yeah. we needed to rerun, but it could have been done in one, one trip or maybe if we were creative in no trips. Uh, fair. All right. Good point. And then we started talking about the future of this band and where it is now and how we want to get into, you know, we're building our cred in bars and that's how we do it. That's how it's done in the industry, right? You have a band, you come up through the play in the corner of the bar scene, which is where we're at right now. Cause we've been kicking out for a little less than a year and the brand doesn't have a lot of value in the marketplace just yet uh, starting to, sure. but not, not a ton. And she said a thing that was, I've been thinking it But I haven't put voice to it yet, but she did. And it was, what do we think about the name of this band? And I was like, well, thank God you said that. Because I've been thinking I don't love it. This band is called The New Strange. And I came up with that name. Actually, my wife came up with that name. And I loved it uh, a year and a half, two years ago, in literal response to people using the term the new normal in reference to coming out of COVID, right? For a while there it was you heard that a lot. and so we were like, the new strange. you know, it's uh, like so whatever with the new normal, it's time for the new strange. It, 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 and it it really worked in that moment. but I haven't heard anyone talk about the new normal in six months, nine months. Yeah, something. So I think the joke has expired. I don't think I don't think the thing we're referring to is a is a cultural referent anymore. And it leaves me with this moment of wondering like when you know if if you keep your ear to the ground, How do you know when it's time to reevaluate the branding of your band? Yeah. How can you tell? I think that I was just handed a great big insight that it is time, but I've certainly seen bands that felt like it was time and took actions about that. (laughs) I'll just say the band, I won't say their name, but there's a local band who has been playing under a particular name for a long time. And then I was seeing their Facebook events as the old name, soon to be a new name. Yeah. And then for a while it was the new name, formerly the old name. And then for a while it was just the new name. And now I'm noticing them booking as the old name again. Hmm. So like there was some attempt to rebrand, but
0: it didn't take it or... didn't
1: take, or they couldn't they couldn't book under that name without some reference to the old name. And at some point it was like, well, why bother? And yeah. the, the the leader of that band is a buddy of mine, and I I might reach out and just say, Hey, what happened what, there? What happened? I can ask him that question. We have that kind of relationship. Sure. Um It's a, it's a tricky thing, especially if your brand has built some value in the marketplace. How do you pivot? How do you make a new thing happen? Now I'm in a place where I think I could rebrand and it wouldn't be too impactful. And so that means it's probably time. Yeah. So,
0: you know, regardless of what the stakes are, like, it still feels like it's worth Considering yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's worth doing. I, I think, I think, um, past consideration. Yeah. Charlie and I are going to go do a bar crawl booking run on Saturday this weekend. And mm-hmm. the branding I have is all the current branding. So we'll sell ourselves as that. But I will have a clear ear open for people appreciating the cleverness of the name the way they did a year ago. Right. Yeah. And if, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they don't, I, I suspect they won't. And, uh, you know, I think it's just time for time for a rethink time for, uh, you know, push back and rethink and, and frankly, probably all the way back to the basic branding questions. What is the product we want to put out? What is the, the, the message we want to put in the market? What is the promise we want to make to venues that book us? What is the promise we want to make to audiences those fundamental questions are now, I think on the table.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting prospect because I mean, so when I was in my last original group, we, we did go through a rebrand uh, because the the name of the group, when we tried to trademark it, had already been filed by another group. Mm. We weren't even in the same kind of like spheres, but they because they wanted to register it, uh, we ran into some challenges. Uh, so we did. We changed the name and we went from one band to another band. And um, I'm sure we had some issues, but the band before it had... We weren't trying to like run away from anything, so we we still used the previous name uh, if we needed to, you know, to kind of like maintain relationships yeah. and stuff. But everything front facing after that was this particular this new name. So it's a tough prospect because it it a part of it feels like you're kind of throwing out some momentum, you're throwing out some sweat equity, you're kind of yeah. It kind of forces you to really consider whether it's the right move or not. So yeah. I, I I get why a lot of people are hesitant to right kind of go to that place. Yeah,
1: I'm not super deep in the merch or anything on this name. I have right. some guitar picks and I have some stickers, but um it's not like I've and a domain name and a website and I mean some ephemera that would need to get changed. But it's not like sure. I've got a thousand dollars worth of shirts in the back of my car that are gonna be useless,
0: right? Yeah. My 80s band is is definitely playing a risky game using multiple brand assets from, you know, companies we don't have any affiliation with. So the prospect of of having to rebrand under duress has has definitely <laughs> been something i have toyed with yeah. uh, in in previous situations but as of right now you know we're we're kind of in the right spot but you know branding is is one way of looking at this particular scenario because it's in your case you're like all these other things are working and i think it's cool i mean from the outside it sounds like zoe like wants to kind of be a part of the decision making process yeah maybe some ownership so like that part was honestly more more exciting to me than talking about the the rebrand because i think she's kind of thinking about stuff the way that i kind of operate and you had kind of mentioned that before we we started recording so that part was was cool to me to you know the potential of you having um yeah more resources yeah well
1: she you know she shared with me like like what if we had enough material what if we had a book deep enough that we could do an 80s show or a 90s show or a you know 2000s show or whatever and i shared with her like listen Adam, my podcast partner, has literally different brands, different imprints for these different themes. She was like, Yeah, totally, totally. And then she came back. <laughs> so great. She's like, All right. You know, we hugged and said, I love you. And she left for the night and then came back in five minutes later, like, Wait, wait, wait. I had this idea. Like, this pop punk thing you mentioned, your guy Adam does. Like, there is, there is demand for karaoke around that. She was all excited about that. And, and, and I said, Yeah, look, I mean, that takes some tech. That we don't currently have, but I I'm in contact with the people I would need to be to learn how to do that. I, I think I can figure it out if we wanted to. Um, and I actually sent her um, Adam Moskowitz's post about the you know the tracks and and, mm-hmm. and prompt monitor that he's got set up. And so who knows? It's you know there's there's a big future to what we might do. And and you're absolutely right. I really love that this player who I mean nobody's really irreplaceable, but. Boy, she's so central to what we sound like and what we feel like, and, I, and 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 I love her. She, I like, she's great to work with, and all of right. that. And to have her expressing increased ownership is just delightful. Yeah, yeah, you are one yeah. hundred percent right about that.
0: So yeah, beyond that, you know, it's just the the exercise of the thing that you claim to really love and be passionate about. Yeah. So yeah. now it's just now you just got to practice what you preach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do have some suggestions. The first one that jumped out to me was the old normal. It would only take you know minor tweaking of your existing, you know, branding. Yeah, I feel like it's. I mean, maybe it, it still feels there, no, like no, no bad ideas, no bad ideas. Okay, no
1: bad ideas, no bad ideas. No, it's just brilliant. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe. So he suggested the Dan Ray band, and I was like, oh, I don't know, that's. But if we're gonna do different, you know, like you, different imprints for different themes, different genres, mm-hmm. then then that's that that's not a starter. One of the things I've always done in all of my projects is eclectic set list that spans lots of decades and lots of genres and we hit a bunch of things and we surprise you with our changes and that's been sort of a dan ray brand concept sure so maybe there's a maybe there's a dan ray band that does that and then there are also other things that do more focused stuff i don't know it's all on the table
0: yep the world is your oyster
1: yeah Or <laughs> Erster, depending on where you live
0: so yeah i mean you know circling back the, the branding thing is one thing the leadership thing is awesome, but it's not just about branding like this, this kind of reevaluation thing should be something that you are, yeah. you, you need to get in practice doing it because the concept of, well, we've always done it this way right. or it's always worked yes. is, um, a surefire way to get left behind. Yeah, or bored. So be willing to be curious Yeah, yeah, and, um, and innovative about the, the, the way that you operate stuff,
1: right? Right. You know, we've, we've talked a few times about, um, bringing agile, which is really a software development model, but
0: that's where everything that we talk about, this is basically just a software development pretty much, podcast pretty much software. wrapped. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just in a musician's skin. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, in software development, part of the thing that you do at the end of every sprint, which might be a week or two weeks or three, maybe is you do a thing called a retrospective. <laughs> And you look back at how did the sprint go? What did we do well? What did we not do well? What did we need? What you know? What do I wish we'd had? And it's this, this pattern of constant reevaluation. There's no delivery without reevaluation. Yeah, um, it's about continually improving, continually focusing on how we can do better and get better and be better. And yeah, one of the things that killed my last project, the Clanky Lincolns, was that we stopped doing that. We were doing. We were gigging so often, we were playing the same set list for months at a time and not rehearsing because it was three gigs a month, maybe four gigs a month, maybe some months like five, six, seven. And we didn't take the time to look back and say like, man, what? this is getting stale. Um, These songs are working. These songs aren't. Let's... Even though we're really busy, let's get back together in the room and find some ways to evolve stuff, ways to enhance stuff, ways to move the thing forward. Like I, I got yeah. to the point where I was doing the set, you know, could have done it blindfolded, and that's no fun for anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a way of being. It, it, it's not necessarily the most logical. It may not be the most uh, natural feeling. It's not the easiest kind of way to approach things. No. Yeah. Because it requires you to be critical. Right. And um. You know, some honest, gigs you're just not with yourself and, and some gigs you just you're just not going to be able to. You're like, you know what? We're just going to walk away from this one. You know, right. there's no need right. to uh, to do a postmortem, but we tend to to do that. So the band has we have our own slack and feedback is typically kind of transmitted through that. You know, hey, this worked, this didn't work. Yep. And, and it is a good practice to get into because it is just a like a rocket ship improving the quality of your product yeah. yeah just by being willing to reconsider things yeah. and and ad- adapt and adjust as uh, as you go as you progress
1: and it's very much that same thought that has us putting out this listener survey you know we we the feedback we get generally is like pretty good but mm-hmm. not very detailed necessarily and so the survey is about digging into more detail about that and finding out i can share one finding we found from it is <laughs> that generally people don't love our our seasonal content the top five halloween songs or whatever
0: yeah like the the brackets yeah, which yeah i mean honestly is a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah, on our end it's a lot to put those so, together
1: and they've not been loved so we probably yeah won't not a ton again. of
0: yeah yeah not a ton of love lost on that concept yeah but yeah i mean i feel like people are not necessarily pulling punches because they're they're giving good feedback yeah. but i definitely there's a lot of couching in those <laughs> yeah even though they're anonymous you have to read between the lines a little bit like I think you like, guys are pretty great, except I, for. However, yeah, comma, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. So, no, I love, it, I love the random chit chat banter, but maybe the game recap could not take forty minutes.
0: Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, noted. Yeah, so we are going to have to go with majority rules here. Some people love it. Some people hate it. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah. No. No. Yeah, the, the, the the feedback doors are wide open, and it doesn't all agree. It's the nature of the
0: thing. Hey man, we we started this. <laughs> that's true. We asked for it. Yep. So now we're getting no, we, we can make sense of it. It's not, it's not like, no, yeah, no,
1: there's some, there's some really clear messages in it and yeah, it's, it's all been really good. So, you know, I can sure, lay my
0: head down at night and feel okay. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the same openness to take feedback from people in the band, people who book you, people who come to see you, that same openness is really, really important because without that, you're just doing what you think is right and not yep. what really serves the people you're there to serve.
0: Well, and, and that's another thing that we typically harp on to people is that if you are making all of your decisions based on what you and the other people in the band are interested in, you are more than likely missing the mark. Yeah. And you can't know those things unless you ask. Right. Or evaluate. Right. You know, hey, the hey, the crowd kind of scattered when we started this tune. Yeah. Or we had them here and then when we switched into this, it seemed to like change the energy of the room maybe we need to reconsider that
1: one thing that happened at the um at the open mic that my old band went to tonight um we decided to do a photo and um (laughs) one of the women who was with us at the time is a photographer and is fussy about composition and whatnot and she took Hmm. our first band photos back way back in 2015 when this band was together and it was a Mm -hmm. it was a it was she's very fussy about things she's very particular and specific and she pulled out her particular and specific and she lined us all up. And at some point I realized what she was doing was recreating the very first band photo we made, which had oh, Jim wow. in the middle with his arms folded and all the rest of us kind of lined up around the outside of him. And at one point, Steve, who um, had to organize this whole thing, said, I remember I remember when we were first taking this picture, like everybody else was smiling. Everybody just wanted to smile. And I didn't want to smile. I was like, you can't smile a band photo. And all of us sure. were like, yeah, no, that's, that's the moment where you know, how it should be is in the way of actually making a decision about how it can be. Yep. So I just, I invite all of you listening to like question yourself about where you think it ought to be a way and where that's in the way of the freedom to make new decisions.
0: Question everything. Trust no one. Mm. Destroy, destroy, destroy. The truth is out there. I love it. That's it. Wrap it up. Boom. Done. Ship over. Shipped. But yeah, in all seriousness, it's it's a really valuable thing and it and it will the word I wanna say is it, it will increase innovation. Yeah. And I know that doesn't necessarily feel like a the right word for building a band, but in reality, it is. You're innovating, you're changing the way that you operate, you're you're being critical, and those things tend to improve the overall effect That's right. on everything else. So Be willing to do that. Have the hard conversations. Uh, Do the necessary stuff and rename your band if you have to.
1: If you have to. Uh,
0: If you have to. Well, that's all. I think that's that's a good one to wrap it up on. All right. Let's do it. So, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all of the feedback that we're getting. If you haven't already, please consider uh, filling out the listener survey. The link for that will be in the show notes. Also, we'll... Maybe I'll bump the Patreon link a little higher up in the description mm. uh, for this week's episode. Yep. If you want to check out the uh, annual options, I think that's a really cool thing to do. Uh, other than that, I uh, I got to get ready to uh, get a kid up and oh, on the school bus. First day of school like tomorrow, huh? Before 6.30 tomorrow. Yeah, so let's call it. All right. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of August 11th.
2: 2023. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do, too, because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app, text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two. You have to follow them on your social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free, and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support. You join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician. Who wants to take your band to the next level you have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out and it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it